Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Say What Again Billy Podcast. As you guys know, the last few episodes I've been giving you some paranormal news before I start the actual episode of my podcast. And this week, the unidentified flying object story is a big thing. In the news this week, I got two big reports for you guys. On March 21st, 2021, out of South Haven, Mississippi, a father and son reported seeing a UFO. David Howe reported a formation of seven bright, round lights that moved around in the night sky abnormally. Dave yelled for his father to come out and take a look. They both reported seeing some lights in the sky being bigger than the other lights. They contacted their local airport and the airport tower to see if there was any explanation for anything in the night sky that night, and the airport had never contacted them back. To this day, from March 21st to 2021, they have no explanation for the UFOs that they saw that night. There is actually a video if you type in South Haven, Mississippi UFO sighting 2021. The video can be seen. I guess the father and son did get video footage on their phones. So I would recommend everyone check that out. On March 23rd, 2021, former UFO program chief at the Pentagon, Luis Elzondo, detailed three leading theories on where UFOs originated from. Also, in the coming days and weeks, the Pentagon is said to try to explain the UFO appearances and the UFO upticks recently, and also try to explain to everyone what their theory is on everything, including the evidence they have, which they have confirmed that some of the uh, government has UFO technology that is not of this world and has reported seeing stuff in the sky that is not of this world. They are basically admitting that they have pieces of material and have seen things from the sky that are not of this world. This is super big. This is news that we have been waiting for for a long time. There are a lot of non-believers, but apparently the Pentagon is getting ready to release in the next few weeks or days that the uh, existence of UFOs is actually upon us. I already know, I told you guys that I had seen something in 95, but this is really big stuff in the news of the paranormal. During the pandemic, I was by myself. Um, my wife and daughter had went down to South Carolina because New York was in bad shape and I work in the hospital field so it was technically really not safe for me to be coming home to my family and my wife made the better judgment to go down to South Carolina and take my daughter and basically be down there where it was warmer and they had a bigger yard to play in at my mother-in-law's house and I was basically by myself. And there was not a lot of things to do, obviously, when the pandemic had really first hit and it was causing complete havoc in New York. I think New York was one of the states out of the 50 that was hit pretty, pretty hard. Um, New York City, New York State was a war zone. New York City was really, really bad. Um, so there was not a lot of things to do. So on the weekends, I would basically go to a local beach and walk the boardwalk and then I found the trail at this local beach and I'd take the trail and I'd find myself coming back home. Then I would do some calisthenics because the gyms were closed. The gyms were closed pretty much everywhere 
and I would work out, I would shower, I would eat, and I'd pretty much get into bed around 7.30 around there. And I stumbled across a show on the Travel Channel called These Woods Are Haunted. And I have to say that a majority of these stories on the show were very, very good. Um, There was a lot of stories about Bigfoot, obviously, because that's predominantly the cryptid that a lot of people reported seeing or report seeing in the woods. And there was a few other stories that were very good that spoke of people seeing cryptids that were not Bigfoot, that were something entirely different. So I actually wanted to talk about this show on this podcast and some of the things these witnesses reported seeing. Now, the stories these people tell, obviously the show reenacts their accounts of what happened in the woods, but there is a particular story on this show that really stood out to me. Um, One, because the person that was telling the story um, looked like Jake Gyllenhaal a little bit. And secondly, that the fact that there is the sincerest tone in his voice when he was telling this story, that I really don't think this guy was lying at all. It was the one uh, episode and one story that stood out to me during um, the pandemic and during the time that I watched this show. And I want to say there was about maybe 12 to 13 episodes of this show. Now, I do have to say that there was another show that came out. It was called, I believe, Paranormal Witness. And this too was on the Travel Channel. And a lot of people, when they went to Twitter to talk about this show in particular, said that the people telling the stories were actors. They appeared to tell the story elaborately. They told the story with almost no emotion or too much emotion, almost as if they were acting. So I'm going to reiterate on this. These woods are haunted. That show on the Travel Channel, a lot of the people that were telling the story, I really don't believe were actors. Now, I'm not knocking the Travel Channel for making a show and one particular show, which I believe was called Paranormal Witness, um, having actors on it. I'm not saying they were actors or they... um, weren't actors. I'm just saying a lot of people took to Twitter for that particular show and said the people on that show were actors. However, these woods are haunted. This show, I don't think anybody on this show telling their story about what happened to them in the woods were actors. And the particular story I'm going to tell you from um, a particular episode on that show really, really stood out to me. Now, to put things into perspective about the woods, okay... Um, At the beginning of These Woods Are Haunted on the Travel Channel, they basically give you one vital piece of information. Now, sometimes information and certain words will put things into perspective. Um, 700 million acres of the United States is covered in forest. 700 million acres is covered in forest. Now, The reason I included what I did during the pandemic, going to the beach, walking, and then taking a trail that I eventually found at a local beach, is I actually would come home, watch the show, ironically, and I started going hiking to a local state park in New York, which happens to be 
the second biggest state park in New York State. It's called Harriman State Park. Um, I actually went on a hike there by myself for the first time that I went to the state park. I was supposed to have company. I was supposed to have a friend. This particular friend bailed out on me last minute and I had gotten tired of walking the trail at Orchard Beach, which is the beach that had this trail and it's pretty close to where I live. I needed something different. I needed a change of pace. I needed a change of scenery. I didn't have my family, so I wanted to go basically get lost in the woods, not literally, but, you know, get my head out of, you know, the clouds and go walk the trails. When you are in the woods, it is, you could just see how vast it is and how people get lost and also how people can maybe mistakenly see things or see things that are there that we don't know about. Um, Harriman State Park is basically, if anyone's familiar with New York State, New York City, it's over to Mario Cuomo. Well, I like to call it the Tappan Zee. And it's pretty much Rockland County Bear Mountain. That's where the park is. I think, matter of fact, Bear Martin, Bear Mountain is part of Harriman State Park. And it is gigantic. And when I found myself walking through Harriman State Park, especially by myself the first time I went, it made me think about these woods are haunted, the, the show, like how so many people had seen certain things in the woods. Now, granted, some of these stories that were on this show, they were from Oregon, North Dakota, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, um, Washington State, um, and the episode that I'm going to describe in story form, paraphrasing best I remember, actually took place in Texas. So, the story takes place, um, I think, before the 4th of July, where there was three guys, two of them being brothers, uh, maybe a brother-in-law and uh, another guy. They would do a fishing trip and bring catfish back on the 4th of July and basically cook up the catfish, and that would be their big 4th of July meal. So they got all their stuff together and got onto their boat and they traveled into the water across to an area where a lot of people did not go. I guess in the um, show, the way this gentleman described the story, it was kind of warned or forewarned to them that people don't go over there for whatever particular reason, but they wanted to go to an area where it was quiet. They said they liked going to areas where no one else was and... um, They were using their fisherman judgment to catch fish. So they went on a fairly small boat to this, you know, this area that was a little desolate across the water. Uh, It took them about two hours to get to this particular spot and they anchored the boat um, into the water. It's not a, mind you, this is not an ocean. This is like lake type water um, down in Texas. So they, you know, tied up the boat, got off the boat, went on to shore, and they used a particular fishing method. Um, I forgot what it was called, but they basically threw something into the water tied to their fishing pole to attract the fish or the catfish, and then basically wheel them up or reel them up um, and catch them. Now, it began getting fairly dark and they were losing sunlight and they were still there. I'm assuming they were going to spend the night or maybe potentially go back during the night to the um, where they had started and bring in all the fish they were going to catch. 
but they began to feel like they were being watched and eventually heard something. They heard this basically like a, a gurgling sound, like a growl. And they all looked up from, you know, doing what they were doing and they looked into the woods and they had a spotlight attached to the motor of the boat and they tried to shine the light and find out where that growl came from. Now, these men are trained to always look for eyes in the woods because eyes of animals are pretty much predominantly all of them are reflective and they were looking for eyes because they did hear something growl at them. But it was a growl they all said, the three men, that they really never heard of before. They never heard that growl. These guys, I guess, are wilderness people. They're always out and about. And down in Texas, especially this certain part of Texas where the story takes place, being outdoors is something that people do. And I guess they're acquainted with the wildlife. They said this particular growl was unfamiliar. Then they finally caught what was growling at them. They said the eyes peered right through them. They looked almost like demonic. That the eyes, when they saw these eyes, looked like it was going to kill them, even just by seeing the eyes. Now, these gentlemen said the figure that they saw had to be about anywhere between six to eight feet on all fours. And as they were looking at it, it kind of vanished when their light flickered out. Now, According to the story and the particular individual who happens to look like Jake Gyllenhaal, um, a balding version of him, he said that he took really good care of his boat. His motor was always in check. But then again, the motor was cutting out, which was causing the light, the spotlight to cut out because it was attached to the motor of the boat or the battery of the boat. They got the light to go back on and they actually caught the eyes and somewhat of the body of this being or cryptid and they said they started to hear a cracking sound like almost like knuckles being cracked but but bigger than knuckles and all of a sudden this thing that they judged to be about anywhere from six to eight feet tall stood up on all fours cracking every bone in its body and then they started reported seeing not just that but more of these things. And they were beginning to make a sound. The first beast or cryptid or whatever this was that they saw started making a sound that according to them was similar to the sound a deer makes when it's trying to either alert other animals or other deer that, hey, something's not right here. Don't come into this area, which they described as a hissing sound. So after this particular thing that they caught eyes with, made this hissing sound, they saw a few other creatures that were similar to this. And again, these creatures, they don't know um, if they were all the same size, but judging by the eyes and what they did catch, it was um, pretty much all the same type of beast, um, maybe varying in size. It could have been offspring of this particular thing. Now, the, epi the episode, These Woods Are Haunted, kind of they they reenact the story that this individual that had the encounter or the experience they reenacted on TV the way this show reenacted this thing that they saw was almost like a wolf not a bigfoot but almost like a werewolf so now i don't know 
what they saw was necessarily a werewolf, but the show decided to recreate it as if they saw a werewolf. Now, there's numerous of these things now, maybe three to four of these things, and it's coming towards them. They can't get their boat started. They've had enough. The spotlight keeps going on and off, and they're trying to get the boat started so they can get into the boat because now these things are more than one, and the main creature they saw is starting to come towards them. And they're frantically starting to try to, uh, they're trying to get their boat started. They're pulling the cord. Nothing's happening. And in the episode, I remember watching this in my bed and the guy that he's telling the story, he has so much emotion behind his voice. And you can tell by his eyes, he sincerely thought that he was going to die. You know, he really thought that this thing was going to kill him and his two, um, you know, brother, brother-in-law and friend that was with him. These three men were going to die. They even said they knew they were in trouble when they first seen the thing before they even knew it was abnormal. And finally, they got the boat started. They jumped into the boat and began a two-hour boat ride back to where they began their trip. Uh, according to this gentleman, they were all quiet The other gentleman telling the story, which I want to say was the brother or the brother-in-law, said that he wanted to cry. And he's not a guy that shows his emotion like that and he doesn't like to cry, but he wanted to. So basically the three guys sat the entire two-hour boat ride back to where they started in silence. Now the main guy who told the story when they docked their boat, his wife was like, what took you guys so long? I didn't know you were going to be this late. He described getting off the boat, hugging his wife, and just broke down and started crying. And he said to his wife, like, you're not going to believe me, but he told his wife the entire encounter that happened, what they went through that night, what they saw. And she didn't really believe him until she got a good look at him and how sincere that he was being telling the story to his wife. And eventually, I guess she believed him. This particular individual now says that he will not go into the woods at night and it actually sparked his interest to go into the woods at night and put cameras around the trees to try to catch whatever they saw that night. The other gentleman, the brother-in-law and or brother, um, started doing research on what they potentially saw and they he came up with the demon monkey or the hell monkey And that's what he thinks those guys saw that night on the water when they were trying to catch catfish for the 4th of July. The woods, again, they're so vast in the United States. And there are cryptids out there or animals or beings that we don't know about. You have to understand, and this is something that I've repeated on other podcast episodes, we haven't yet to explore the entire ocean. We don't have the technology or the capability to get down to the depths where there are things down there that are living and are surviving because they evolved in order to withstand the, the water pressure from those depths. So there's things down there that we have not discovered. If there's 700 million acres of forest in the United States, who's to say there aren't things out there that we haven't uncovered yet, especially in Texas. This guy said these parts of the woods, they can go on and on and on. 
you know, park rangers don't necessarily go all the way out into the woods and just explore looking for people. You know, they stay to where people are commonly known to go around. In Harriman State Park, when I went hiking, there are trails that go on for miles, miles and miles. Matter of fact, the first time that I went to Harriman State Park, I had to stop, I think, two and a half hours in to ask someone that I it looked like he had been going there for a while. Hey, if I continue on this trail, will it get me back to this point? And uh, how long would it take? And the guy said, basically, if I continued, I'd be on the trail for another three hours. I was already tired. So I actually had to turn around and backtrack. Eventually, the next time around, I had went with a um, military person and he knew how to map things a lot better than I did. So we did the same trail that I had done the first time by myself and ended up uh, mapping ourselves out to a road off the trail to get back to where we had parked my car. But the trail would continue. Harriman State Park is so big. Now, this is a state park, okay, which means people go there predominantly all year round. These guys were in Texas across a lake to parts of the woods that were probably uncharted. There are so many parts of the United States, especially Washington State, Alaska, North Dakota, that the woods are so vast, people don't travel there. Who's to say there's not something living in the woods that we have yet to uncover? Do you think scientists or archaeologists or people that just explore the woods are just randomly going in to these places, camping out and continuing and then backtracking back? It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of preparation. It also takes a lot, it also takes a lot of people to be notified that this is what you're going to do and explore. Not to mention the woods are treacherous. Now... There's a lot of lot of things to play into factors when you're exploring the woods. Um, not just let's let's just exclude cryptids or possible Bigfoots from the equation. In Harriman State Park, on my like ninth or tenth hike there, um, in the month of August, I came across two rattlesnakes, literally ten feet from one another. There are so many things in the woods, um, excluding the paranormal aspect of it, that can hurt you. You know, there are rattlesnakes, there are jaguar, not jaguar, there's bobcats, there are brown bear, there are coyote, um, puma, um, lynx, um, there's types of insects, there's spiders, um, there's a lot of things that can kill you in the woods. So just adventuring in the woods and walking around, um, exploring can be dangerous in and out of itself from the natural nature in the woods. Now, there's a lot of people that have reported seeing Bigfoot. We know that there is something out there because people report it. Now, for whatever reason, this is the one thing that I agree with. People cannot get concrete evidence of Bigfoot. The video is always blurry. Um, there are some videos out there that are very, very good. Again, if you watch Paranormal Caught on Tape or Paranormal Evidence Caught on Tape, there's some episodes where they have substantial evidence, in my opinion, Um but there is a lot of reports of Bigfoot, and again, the evidence is not great, but who's to say that thing is really not out there? This thing can be the most elusive, smartest animal. If it's been around for this long and people just getting glimpses or blurry images of it, it's doing a good job doing what it's doing. It's been, it's been around for a while. It's evolved. It's gotten smarter. Um, there has been a lot of reports of reptilians 
creatures that look like reptiles that are almost bipedal. There are reports of this demon monkey or hell monkey that these guys in Texas apparently saw, you know, in the waters on their fishing trip. Um, there's reports in Jersey of a Jersey devil. There's reports of Mothman. There's a report of skunk ape down in south, uh, the southeast, Florida, Georgia, um, where it's a Bigfoot that stinks. There's reports of Bigfoot all the way in Russia. So there has to be other things because the woods, the terrains are so, so vast. It's practically impossible now, at the age of 34 years old, I'm sitting here saying to myself, well, I'm 34 years old. We're in the year 2021. Everything had to be discovered, right? No. Last week, I reported on my news segment, they had found new set of Dead Sea Scrolls. There's things still being found, right? So if we're, we're actually finding pieces of arche, you know, substantial archaeological finds, who's to say there's not creatures out there? that you know we don't know about that could have been scary looking and made these guys fear for their life one of my favorite shows growing up was Kratz Creatures and they've gone through three different name changes and three different types of show all in all they all talk about animals matter of fact I give a lot of credit to Kratz Creatures because I learned so much from that show that when I went to the zoo, I already knew so much about animals and working at the Bronx Zoo for five years doubled my knowledge in animals. And there was an episode where they were in Tasmania and they were talking about the Tasmanian tiger, um, which was apparently extinct. And at the end of the episode, they thought they had caught the... Um, body of a Tasmanian tiger, which apparently went extinct many, many years ago, which had a zebra-striped pattern on the backside of the animal's body. They had caught it, and there's been reports that the Tasmanian tiger has been sighted again in that part of the world. So there are possibilities, endless possibilities, that there's other creatures or other things that we have not discovered. And we in paranormal like to call these things cryptids because it has been reported but not 100% documented. So they're just cryptid to us. We don't know if they're real or not. There are stories. But again, there's so many, there's such vastness to the world, to the woods, to the waters, to the cave systems in the United States that ironically, and I have to actually have to fact check this, I have seen a meme that in the United States there is uh, a lot of cave systems and throughout the cave systems in the United States, a lot of missing people. Now, yes, people do stupid things. They decide to go into a cave and explore and get lost. That is one of my biggest fears, okay? I have gone through some fears, but going into a cave is a big fear because it is super easy to get lost. It is easy to get lost in the woods. It's a little easier to get out of the woods if you know what you're doing. When you're in the earth and you're in a cave, there are so many things that can go wrong. Falling down to a different cavern, um, losing light. When you're in the cave, obviously, there's no light. There's just so many things. And... The United States has some humongous cave systems. Who is to say that there is not something or things down in this cave system living and breathing that have adapted to the darkness and basically eat the insects within the cave or 
eat the minerals that are in the cave or potentially come out of the cave and do what they do and bring things back. There is a fictitious, a fictitious movie called Descent with women that go into caves and they get into all sorts of crazy trouble and end up ultimately being attacked by these crazy creatures in the caves. Um, that is actually not too far out of the realm of reality because we don't really know what's in caves. Um, I don't think a lot of people essentially explored a lot of the cave systems and you know there's a lot of reasons to why they haven't you know the 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 depths of the caves the coldness of the caves how far they are how dangerous how sturdy the cave system is so again there's a lot of things in the united states and around the world that we have yet to explore given the vastness of terrains and nature so there's a lot of secrets to the woods 700 million acres in the United States that's covered 700 million acres of forest in the United States. The United States is covered with that much greenery. So there has to be things out there. I know for a fact that some of the videos we see online and on TV shows have to have some truth to it. Um, why do the videos come out crazy when people take them? Well, you got to think about it. You're walking in the woods, you pull out your phone, you see something, you know it's not a bear, it's not a deer, it's not a coyote, it's not a cougar, it's not, what is it? And you start looking at it and you're like, you know, you get shaky, you're trying to pan, you know, you're tired from hiking. There's a lot of, lot of scenarios that go into why people can't accurately take video footage of whatever. Now, in the recent episodes of Paranormal Caught on Tape, there was a really good um, Bigfoot video where they were actually blending into um, the greenery um, and the snow that was falling in this video. I will try to um, get the exact episode and title and you guys can pull it up on Discovery Plus and watch that. I will post it on my Instagram and or Twitter. Um, but this episode that I talked about, um, the story about these three men who went fishing down in Texas, the show is called These Woods Are Haunted. And it's a travel channel show and you could find it on Discovery Plus. You go to the search bar, type in These Woods Are Haunted. It will pluck it out of the Travel Channel um, show category, and you can watch that episode. It is one of the first episodes. It's either episode one or two um, of that of that show on Discovery Plus. These woods are haunted. I believe it's either episodes one or two, and you can watch for yourself the gentleman tell the story, and the actors portray it, and you can see the actual person. Uh, or persons that tell this story and see this sincerity in their face when they're telling it. Matter of fact, the guy who, again, ironically looks like Jake Gyllenhaal, was near tears just telling the story for the people that were filming um, the show and recording his story. Um, there's a lot of things out there that we don't know, and I think the woods play a big factor to it. Um, I'm actually going on a hike on Monday, and I'm looking forward to being out in the nature because... Even though there's a mystery and there's secrets to the woods, the pure nature and, and, and you know, you get a clear mind when you walk through the woods, it's fresh air, you know, you're, you're just in the woods, you're in the wilderness, and I like that personally. And being that I like paranormal, I like the fact that I could potentially be walking through the woods and maybe stumble upon something. I don't think personally I would ever see something paranormal in Harriman State Park. 
because I think it's even though it's the second biggest state in New I mean the second biggest state park in New York I think it's too close to too many people it's literally right over the Tappan Sea Bridge the Mario Cuomo Bridge uh, rather which I don't like to say but I digress it's right over that bridge it's close to the Tappan it's close to the um, Palisades Mall it's you know it's right next to Bear Mountain. Bear Mountain is very popular with people. They hear the name, they go there. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, Bear Mountain is actually part of Harriman State Park. Um, there's also a lot of things going on within Harriman State Park. When I had started going, it was getting towards the warmer weather, so there was a lot of people. There was people going on the boats. There was people going there to like you know try to be outdoors and barbecue if that was even a lot at the time i don't remember i just remember seeing a lot of people but i don't think if you go to a park that's uh too commercialized you're going to end up running into something you know cryptid so but there's a lot of things in the woods that we should keep our minds open to there's a lot of people that report seeing a lot of things we don't have the means the technology or the manpower to completely go about the woods and try to research things or even uncover things. So when you go into the woods, just keep in mind that there's a potential that you'll come across a wild animal and there's a potential you might not see something you recognize and that's where you should have your phone and or camera ready so that you can document whatever it is out there. So this has been another episode of Say What Again Billy podcast. I'd like to thank the Anchor app for the opportunity to continue to talk paranormal with all my listeners and I hope all my listeners are enjoying. I am on Instagram and Twitter with the same social media ID. It is swab underscore podcast, S-W-A-B underscore podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. You can tweet me, message me. I post more on my Instagram, Twitter. There's things on there. Um, I'll be posting some stuff again on Instagram this week. And until next time, this has been another episode of the Save What Again Billy podcast.